The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Here is your host, Linda Woods. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Insider. My name is Linda Woods. I'm the president of Partner Centric, and I am also your hostess and host, as always, at, uh, on this show. I am really excited to have you all today um, here because we are talking with some very interesting people who are going to fill us in on a big issue happening in the affiliate industry right now. Um, what we're talking about is California, the state of California, is uh, proposing a bill called Bill 178, which would uh, basically... Um, tax affiliates on their revenue and create um, uh, a situation where companies doing business in California have nexus, meaning they need to pay taxes. This is something that happened with the state of New York last year. It was a major problem. In fact, it was such a problem that it was a uh, uh, Basically, the event that helped birth the, the, the new Performance Marketing Alliance, and uh, now we actually have an alliance to help fight this particular bill. So without further ado, we're going to jump into it. I'm going to introduce my guests to you today. They're just going to quickly tell you their names and, uh, and what company they're with, and then we're going to jump right in and start talking about the various issues here that are at work with this very um, uh, troubling development. Um, first of all, I have Beth Kirsch, an old friend of mine and uh, an industry insider going way back. Hi, Beth. Hey, Linda, how are you? It's nice to be here. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, Beth, just tell them about your company and what you guys do there, and then we'll, uh, we'll move, uh, move on and go on to the, the real meat of it in a moment. So we are an integrated uh, SaaS platform, and we help marketers bridge the gap between social media and promotional marketing with direct response so people can really understand and measure their social media and promotional marketing and back out an ROI to it. Great. That's youamplify, um, youamplify.com. So that's a new company. Everybody check it out. We're going to um, get back to that in a bit. Um, Peter, Peter Bordas, welcome to the show. Uh, great to be here, Linda. Thank you very much for uh, uh, having me. Great. Peter is with Media Trust, and Peter, you're the CEO chairman there, right? That is correct. And Media Trust is um, a performance marketing company. Yes, we're a performance marketing company, and at the center of us, we have a performance marketing platform called AdValiant, uh, which is essentially a marketplace that brings advertisers and affiliates together. 
Wonderful. And uh, my old friend David Lewis, who's out here in California, too. Hi, David. How are you today? Hi, Linda. I'm good, but I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I definitely have you beat in that department. Um, David does a lot of different things, so maybe he'll tell us a little bit about that later in the show. So, um, so we'll jump right in here. Uh, Beth, Beth is going to tell us, so tell us what is Bill 178, and can you explain to um, our audience what is it, uh, what is it meaning to do? Okay, so basically what Steve legislators have wanted to do for a long time is tax internet retailers. When you buy online, you usually don't pay sales tax. And there have been big efforts to try to do that on the national for a long time. And what happened in New York last year was you know, uh, the New York Assembly and uh, Senate basically figured out a loophole that would make retailers pay, uh, collect sales tax from people um, who were buying online if there was an affiliate in their state. And an affiliate in their state, this gets a little technical, basically creates what's called a nexus, so then the state has the right to ask the retailer to collect sales tax. Um, the impact of that was well over 200 retailers ended up throwing affiliates out of their programs, including people like Overstock and the Home Shopping Network, um, which, of course, you know, decreased revenues for those affiliates. Um, New York led the way, and right now five states are uh, considering similar legislation. Um, The biggest state considering that legislation is California. So right now we're in a battle in California to stop that legislation. Um, So what's the heart of the issue here? Why should we care about this? Well, if this bill were to pass, the legislature and be signed into law by the governor, these retailers would probably take the same tact as they did in New York and would end up severing their relationships with affiliates. And why is that a big deal? Why, I'm why would that be considered a big deal, um, Beth? Well, people would just remove affiliates from their program and impact the industry and impact people's individual revenue. So, you know, if you know, 10% of your revenue comes from a specific program and then they can no longer work with California affiliates, you're going to lose that 10% of your revenue. That's why. And then the, affili- and the affiliates lose their revenue as well. Right. Exactly. So, what's being, uh, so what, what can we do? What's being done about this? Well, the, the PMA has um, stepped Oregon provided great leadership and has gotten a really aggressive campaign off the ground, and there are five basic things that people can do to help. So I'm going to take a step back really quickly, and I'm going to talk about how a bill becomes a law in Sacramento. Um, there, a bill goes to the committee, and then once it goes to the committee, the committee approves it, and then it, or votes it down, and then it goes to the floor. Once it's passed on the floor, it goes to the other body, so it goes to the other state, the other state house, which is either the assembly or the Senate. Same process happens. Then it basically, if both houses pass the bill, it goes to the governor and the governor signs it. Where we are now is with the very first state. So the bill is actually in the uh, revenue and tax committee in the state assembly. 
Um, hey, that's, and that's, that's good, then. That's good. No one's voted on it yet, right? It's people are just, the right. committee's talking about it. The committee is talking about it. There have been no votes. There is a hearing and a vote on April 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the best chance we have um, in the foreseeable future, the first step is to really, really hammer those people on the Revenue and Tax Committee and explain who we are and what we do and how this bill would hurt us. Because, you know, when we say affiliates to them, they think of things like TV stations. They don't really understand affiliate marketing. They think affiliate marketing is a commissioned sales force when we're really a commissioned, um, you know, we're really an advertising vehicle for merchants and advertisers. Right. So this creates a very, very, very unlevel playing field for us because nobody else is creating a tax for advertisers except for us. If this bill works right, right. So people can do five things. It's all on the um, Performance Marketing Alliance website. They can sign a group letter. We have a group letter going to the whole state assembly um, base, and it's going to um, you need to be in California and be a resident in California, have your business be in California to sign it. You can go to the PMA website and you can sign it there. There's a form that you need to fill out. It's really easy. You know, nobody, to me, nobody has an excuse not to do this. It takes five minutes to go to the website, find the form, fill out the information. So that's the Great. first thing people can do. I'm sorry? Great. Thanks for letting us know about that. What else? Yeah. So the next thing people can do is write a letter to their state assembly member. We have a sample letter up on the Performance Marketing Alliance's website that you can take and tweak a little bit and make it your own. Um, And then you should fax and email that letter to your state assembly member. Um, And the way to find your state assembly member, again, on the Performance Marketing Alliance's website, there's a link to find out who your member is, find out their address, find out their email address, so you can take action. So that's the second thing that you can do. The third thing that you can do is we're having a big lobby day on um, March 31st where a lot of people are going to Sacramento to talk to state legislators, and so people can join that. Um, Brooke Shaft and Karen Garcia are the ones leading that charge, so people can get in touch with them. They can do that through the PMA website or, you know, Karen or Brooke's website. Um, the next thing people can do is we're doing individual f- visits to state assembly members over their recess, which is in two weeks. So you can go and visit your assembly member um, in the district where you live. And that um, that's probably the biggest thing that people can do and where we actually need the most help right now. So if people mm-hmm. are interested in doing this, they should go to the PMA website and raise their hand and let us know, and we will help walk you through the process and how to do it and match you up with people um, in your district. And then the last thing that people can do is write a letter to the editor or visit their editorial board member on, um, on AB 178, which is the assembly bill. And, again, that information is on the PMA website. Um, I would also say I'm that so anybody impressed. listening to this... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't hear you. I would also say the last thing is I would also say is... If anybody listening to this is in the um, is in a committee mem- is in a district that is represented by somebody on the 
State Assembly, um, who's in the, on the Revenue and Tax Committee. That committee is very important. That information's on the PMA website. Like, you have a huge ability to make a difference here, and it would be really great for you guys to get involved. Thank you so much, and I'm just so impressed with everything that's been pulled together already. Um, thank you for outlining it so clearly. So it looks like um, really the best way to learn more about it is the, the PMA website. So I'm going to jump over to Peter, uh, Peter Bordas right now. Peter, um, tell us, um, you know, give us the, the background uh, on the PMA, where, where we are uh, now with it in relation to being able to lead an effort like this, and a little bit more about um, what's being done. First of all, what does the PMA stand for? People need to know that and give the website again. Sure. Uh, it's the it's performancemarketingalliance.com, and the Performance Marketing Alliance is the first and only association of its kind, um, similar to the IAB, representing uh, the performance marketing industry, which, you know, affiliate component is a very large part of. And the Performance Marketing Alliance is a place uh, for everybody to come together, to work together on creating uh, a, a unified voice to take on initiatives like this tax uh, issue uh, and other issues to set standards and guidelines uh, to help grow the in industry as it's really becoming a very vital and important part of the industry uh, especially in these economic times. It's probably uh, the uh, largest and fastest growing segment of the online marketing industry and interestingly enough the most under underrepresented. Well, now we have it, which is fantastic. So we can do something about these things. So, so tell us uh, how we found out about it and where we stand now. Um, Beth gave us a little bit of a background. What else is going on? Uh, you know, the, the PMA is a very important, vital part of, uh, of our, our community uh, that's very uh, necessary, and, uh, you know, especially in times like these. Uh, it, you know, it's unfortunate that it was born out of the the tax issue in New York, but, uh, you know, all good things come out of, prob you know, problematic times. Um, th this is an extremely important issue that's happening right now in the industry, and, and not just, you know, New York, California. It is going to be spreading if it's not stopped to many other states. Uh, you know, it is probably one of the most ill-conceived uh, bills I've ever seen, and part of that you know, mostly is because performance marketing and affiliates, uh, very much the best point, is just completely misunderstood or, you know, there's not enough data and information uh, to be able to understand what it is exactly that they're taxing, what the ramifications of that are. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this, this bill, and, and as it goes into other states, is, we're talking about impacting hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue to affiliates, uh, to merchants, to networks and service providers like ourselves. And then ultimately, it's a very counterproductive bill because it ends up uh, sucking more taxes and money out of the system, especially in a time when many uh, people who have lost their jobs are becoming affiliates and looking for other ways of uh, generating income and now you know, being uh, 
being doubly hurt by this by this bill. So, so, so let me stop you for a second, Peter. Um, I'm, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want you to take us through the ramifications, kind of like step by step. So, you know, think about this during the break. Um, if it goes into law, uh, then kind of how do you see the dominoes falling, and you know, uh, what are the ramifications each step? Like the what do the advertisers first think, and then what do they do, and 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 what's bad about that, and then what happens to the affiliates, and what's bad about that, and, and so that people really get a sense of of how all the different parties are affected, and uh, and then we'll then we'll move on and have David Lewis tell us a little bit more um, from his perspective what uh, what the ramifications are. So um, we'll take a quick break, everybody. This is really, really important stuff. I urge you not only to listen to the whole broadcast, but to please tell other folks that you know in the industry about this broadcast. It will be archived. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver, free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business, June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider. Once again, here's Linda Woods. Welcome back, everyone, to Affiliate Marketing Insider. 
today we have a very interesting topic going on today. Um, it is about California Bill 178. This is a bill that is in committee now in the state of California, and the idea would be to have a way in which Internet revenue could be taxed. Uh, it affects affiliates, it affects advertisers, and in, in a uh, very detrimental way, it is poorly understood by the government. It went into effect in New York to disastrous results, and we want to stop it here in California right now. Uh, we have some great guests uh, on our panel today. Uh, Beth Kirsch has given us a great overview of what you can do. I urge you to uh, to listen to this broadcast again if you didn't get all that down. I'm talking to Peter Bordas right now. He's going to fill us in on some more of the ramifications, and then we'll talk to David Lewis in just a moment, who also uh, has a, a point of view on this. So, Peter, so take us through it. So, this goes into law. What happens? What do? What happens next? What What goes on? The most immediate thing, which is exactly what we saw in New York, is all the major brands uh, that are using the the affiliate marketing channel will will uh, stop their programs immediately, and we'll just have. Now, a, why did, and why would they effect. do that? I'm I'm sorry. Why would they stop their programs? Uh, because basically it's creating all sorts of tax, tax ramifications and complications. Uh, you know, there, there's, they're, they're, already paying, uh, they're already paying taxes. It, in a sense, creates almost a double, uh, double tax. And then, uh, it beca- I mean, if you think about trying to track all of this, uh, the, 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 the cost of infrastructure, the impact that the, ta- you know, further tax on their margin starts to have, uh, it just they're not able to, to handle this type of uh, uh, a, a law or you know and, I mean the, the, the impact on the balance sheet is just horrific if right, so they would just say home, so they just say this is too much trouble we're just going to close our our, uh, our affiliate program yeah and then the the ripple effect of the affiliate is you know you're going to lose basically every major brand that that are some of the are the largest generators of you know income to to the affiliates and brands that you know they've worked very hard in building very significant channels. As an example, during the uh, the uh, New York uh, tax conundrum, Overstock you know they lost 3,400 affiliates alone just in Overstock were dropped. Uh, you know Overstock. Wow. And about 800 million in revenue. 200 million of that is generated by affiliates, which is a very significant revenue stream. All of that revenue is going to disappear, and 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 even the tax dollars that are being paid uh, through the proper and existing tax channels is going to disappear. So it actually ends up having a double negative effect on the states that are trying to collect it, because that revenue and existing monies that they would be getting is going to disappear. Right. Okay. So that's one thing that happens. So what else? What else would happen? Well, uh, what else would happen is it'll start spreading from state to state. And that what's happening right now is basically it's a land grab by the states trying to uh, look at other ways of gen- generating revenue. Um, it can take a three billion dollar uh, segment of the online market- marketing industry and probably. You know, chop it in half. Just decimate uh, it, basically. Yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna crush it. Affiliates, small businesses, networks, advertisers, merchants are gonna be very ad- adversely affected. Some I I don't know if you know if they'd even be able to stay in business. 
<laughs> so, so in an effort for the government to make more money, they put a bunch of people out of business. That's correct. And the, re- yep. the reason is, is because very much to uh, what Bats was saying is because they just really do not understand what affiliate online marketing is. You know, there's no data, there's right. no research. The industry has been, you know, kind of very fragmented. And uh, as we talked about in an interview uh, the last time we spoke, you know, a bit of a black box, and there's been no representation to yeah. you know, where, where do you go when you want to find out something about affiliate marketing. There's no IAB. There's no central voice. Right. And, of course, that's what the Performance Marketing Alliance is trying to change. And, and, and this is a really uh, great uh, reason to, to, <laughs> to have it, <laughs> right, right what we're going through right now. Uh, very, very much. I mean, Beth and, and everyone at, at the Performance Marketing Alliance and the team has been just an, an amazing group coming together who have been working tirelessly over the last seven days uh, you know, rallying the troops, doing a you know very much of a grass move, uh, 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 grassroots campaign to fight this, mm-hmm. creating all these tools uh, on the new that are on the new performance marketing website to make it very easy for people to get involved and get the information in. Um, rallying you know affiliate networks and everybody to work together. There, there there's a very significant um, group taking this on, and if. Everybody does get involved, and whether you're, you know, in California or not, this is an extremely important matter because you will get impacted if this tax does mm-hmm. not get stopped in its tracks. Let's jump over to David now. Uh, David's company has been making money as an affiliate for quite a number of years, and I think David has a very specific viewpoint about it. So how does this really affect affiliates in general, not the uh, industry as a whole, David, but from your perspective, how will it affect your business and others like yours? That is a great question. As you probably assume, I have a lot of different opinions on this, and it depends on the interpretation. First, let me say that I've lived in California my entire life, and I am opposed to this not just as a California small business owner, but as a California consumer and a California taxpayer, because I think it hurts all three. Uh, going to Peter's point, um, you know, the, the more doom and gloom side, I'm looking into the possibility of having to move my business out of the state because I would be at a disadvantage to other sites that are not in California, as we see you know, that we get terminated by <clears throat> upwards of 200 stores, which could be as many as three or 400 stores that we have on our site, because some operate more than one. We've been mm-hmm. you know, trying to build cashback to be a, a, an extremely comprehensive loyalty site. We have over two, uh, 2,200 stores, and we really don't want to see that plummet. Um, the, the, the questions, though, are... Who's really affected by this in the term of affiliate? While there's been much debate in our industry, California adds a whole new dimension to it because it's written so broadly that the bill could be defined to include the search engines, banner networks, comparison shopping engines, and eBay. And I've talked to folks at all of them, and they're all extremely concerned about this. Um, I personally am less concerned if it includes everybody because that would mean that if you don't want to advertise, you could uh, terminate all of the publishers in your affiliate program. But if you choose to advertise in any way online, you would be forced to start collecting sales tax. And, and to, mm-hmm. to counter some misinterpretations mis, uh, of this, there's a sales and use tax in California. If you purchase something in California, you pay sales tax. And if you purchase something from out of state, 
Uh, you know, the state would argue that there's a use tax that you're required to pay, which is the same rates as the, the sales tax. So it's merely about collection of an existing tax. It's not a new tax being put on the rolls, but the problem is that it's targeting a very small group of companies and um, you know, that, that we will be hampered by this. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to add one other thing to that. There's also not only on the, the Internet that the way that this is uh, uh, set up, it can also start touching traditional media, too. It, just, it is very undefined and refined. Because of the broad language, then. Correct. Right, right. What, what it's trying to do is to uh, close a loophole, not the loophole that the legislators are, are thinking of, but it's that taxes, sales tax is done at the state level and not the federal level. If the 40-some-odd states who have sales tax would get together and all implement this simultaneously, it wouldn't be an issue. But, you know, for California to do this, where California is the birthplace of the Internet, the first message was sent uh, solely in California, and it's the home of the Silicon Valley, it's the home of all the major search engines, it's the home of most of the comparison shopping engines, it's the home of many banner networks. It, it doesn't quite seem right to put us at a disadvantage, and I think that it would actually have a negative effect on the state's uh, tax uh, revenue, and it would probably also cause some unemployment at a time when we're looking at over 10% unemployment in the state, I don't think that we need further expenditures and less tax revenue. Now, the Representative Skinner, or Assemblyman Skinner, says that it, this is for Main Street, California, that you know, local booksellers and other local retailers are being hurt because individuals are shopping online to stop, so they don't have to pay sales tax. As I, I do informal polls, I ask people why they shop online, and they always say they do it either for convenience or to save money. And if anybody says it's about sales tax, I ask them if they know what stores charge sales tax and which ones don't, and they don't know the difference. It turns out no. it really isn't a purchasing factor to, to most people. The reason why online stores could do better is if you take a look at someone like CSN stores. CSN is entirely online and drop ships over 98% of the hundreds of millions of dollars of their sales, which means they don't have brick-and-mortar stores, they don't have salespeople, they don't have any distribution. They have a few people in a call center, and they have their, their purchasing department with the, the relations with the manufacturers. They can charge less. So it's not about mm -hmm. sales tax. It's about the ability of web-only stores to charge less. So, but brick-and-mortar stores would have an affiliate program, and the, if, they close, if they close the affiliate, okay, so if they have to start, if they have to adopt this tax, then their prices are going to go up as opposed to company, uh, companies that operate in other states that don't have this tax, so their revenue is going to go down because their prices are basically going up. So that's a concern as well, isn't it? No, their price doesn't go up. They just have to adjust their website to collect sales tax from California residents. So well, yeah, but that's what I mean. The price of the consumer, the price of the consumer would go up. So their California residents might go to their competitor to buy who isn't in California. 
Yeah, they, well, they brick can't and mortars compete, it and then the mar- you know the margins get compressed, and then the the, right. the payouts that the affiliates have to work out into you know to, you know with the, whatever vertical of media they're using become less, and they can't compete buying search engine traffic because they don't have the spread to be able to arbitrage. That that was my no, point. No, yeah, I, I I have to disagree with that. The the tax is paid by the consumer. The store will not be paying the tax, but will merely be collecting the tax. So if they are viewed at a disadvantage because they are charging a tax that someone else isn't, I would say that consumers really don't know the difference in that. And for brick and mortars, this is only an issue of collection for web-only stores that are based outside of California or brick and mortars that don't have a single store in California. Anybody like Walmart or Target or Coldwater Creek or any other brick-and-mortar store that has even one in California already has to collect sales tax on their web sales. Right, right. I get you. So, so um, um, the other thing that I wanted to make sure that people understood, and we kind of skimmed over this, is there's a big coalition working on this in California. So people are like, oh, you know, we can't take on the California legislature. We can't take on a tax issue during a recession. You know, we're in partnerships with people like Google and eBay and all the big guys are in Sacramento lobbying and that what we can really do is add a really powerful and amazing citizen voice to this and small business entrepreneurial voice, which they don't have. So, you know, we are real grassroots. We're not what the industry calls astroturfs and that it's kind of really important that we get out there and we play our part here. Well, I agree. I especially, the part that especially I have a, you know, sort of a sweet spot for is there are lots of people who who have lost their jobs um, in California and across the country, of course, and they are getting their feet wet with online marketing. And one of the ways that you do that is as an affiliate. And um, I love to hear these stories about people who, you know, they start a site up about something that they're passionate about, knitting, for example, or fishing or gardening. They're doing content. They're writing articles. They're getting traffic, you know, they start putting advertising links up from the, uh, the programs that they belong to. They start sending traffic to these sites and making sales, and now they have an income. They're in charge of their destiny. They're in charge of their salary. They're in charge of making something of their life when they've lost their job. And this is exactly the kind of person that's going to be hurt by a law like this because now they're either going to be kicked out of the program or, or uh, being or, or the program closes altogether because of the nature of the complexity of collecting taxes for a company that's not already doing it. So that's that's really one of the things that um, I think the most disadvantage, uh, the most the worst part of it for the average person. Linda, I'd, lo- I'd love to get your perspective from an from an OPM, you know, with your uh, your business and how you view this, and that's going Im- to impact you and what you're doing in managing the affiliate programs for. Or retailers and companies. Well, you know that it it, uh, it causes a lot of uh, stress and strain on every single company that we do. You know that we manage their program because, for one thing. A lot of people don't understand exactly what's happening. So, you know, uh, how is it going to affect our company? How many affiliates do we have in California? A lot of times it's hard to even find out if your affiliates are in California. Some of the networks don't make that that very easy to know. So of those affiliates, 
in California? How many, you know, how much sales is being generated? You know, are we going to have to, should we kick them out? Is there another way around it? Is there something else we can do? Should our legal department look into it? It's like just mountainous amount of questions and unknown factors that, you know, basically we're, we're not a law firm. You know, it's very hard to be advising people on this. So we can share them, share with them the concerns that we've all talked about today, but ultimately they have to hire lawyers. They have to go through the law. They have to decide what's at risk for them. You know, are they, uh, you know, is the in, in, increased cost going to be so much that it, um, that it does affect their margins to a degree that's not healthy for their company? Then that's a, a huge thing to decide. So I think it's just like one more thing on the plate of an online uh, retailer to, uh, to disrupt the flow of business, to interrupt what is actually a strong segment in our society today. I mean, let's face it, people have not stopped buying online uh, in near the numbers that people have stopped buying offline. And I think that is because of the ease and convenience question. So for us, we're basically just trying to guide our clients through this, you know, through this maze uh, as it will, and trying to keep the fear at bay. Because let's face it, the biggest problem right now in our economy is fear in general. In general. Uh, and and that's, that's something that, you know, we want to let people know that we're being proactive about and, and hopefully there can, a solution can come to play before it actually gets signed into law and stopping this nonsense right away. You know, we, we, interestingly enough, to your point about knowing where your affiliates are, you know, we as a, um, you know, network, we did a mashup of our affiliate base uh, with Google Maps in New York State and California are in the top three of largest affiliate populations. So you think about the impact that, you know, this comes to Overstock and Amazon as they cancel all of those, you know, affiliate programs in those states and that impacts their revenue, which is a, an example, Overstock is over $200 million, uh, which then impacts them as a public company, which impacts the shareholders <laughs> of that public right. company. Right, and, and so on and so on. Yeah, and then, it, you know, and then there's layoffs of their regular employees because their revenue has gone down or they're potentially closing, you know. or Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it affects so many different sectors uh, because of how strong California and New York are in the online world. So it's it's uh, uh, a, a very poorly thought out uh, law, and um, I'm really glad that that there is so much effort being put into it um, by this group and, uh, and and the you know the Performance Marketing Alliance and all the things that you guys are doing to get the word out. I'm doing my part. Um, we're going to have to close it up right now. Um, any closing last words from anyone? That a point that you didn't get a chance to make. No, other than I just can't stress enough how important it is for this, uh, like I said, this very large segment of the online industry for the first time to really come together and really start working very closely together in a way that uh, really hasn't happened in the past. Uh, and, and if we do do that and everybody rallies around groups like the PMA or you know some of the other initiatives with eBay and getting involved, you have to get involved uh, even though the large companies are doing it. We need to have the faces of the affiliates. I would like to see government see who affiliate marketers are, that they are Joe the plumber, like you heard about in, in the elections, because they really don't understand and they don't know who this is truly affecting. Right. 
Well, thank you for that. One more time, the website is Performance Marketing Alliance. Dot com. Okay, all right. Uh, PerformanceMarketingAlliance.com. Uh, please go there. Check it out. There is a lot of ways in which you can get involved. I want to thank uh, Beth for her tireless efforts in this, um, in pulling a lot of different things together. Peter, for your voice in all of these, in, in everything that's going on with the PMA. David, thank you for your comments, for your opinions, and for really how proud you are of being a Californian. I live here, too. I've been here 35 years and uh, I am just appalled at what's going on. So thank you for bringing that to mind, that it's just not about business. Just as a taxpayer and a resident of California, it's just not the right thing to do. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Appreciate your time so much. We're going to replay this show uh, probably a number of times um, so that we really can get the word out. Uh, Thanks again, everyone, and everyone out there, get involved. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 